King. I work for a living, and I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. Christian Arkan. Will it be in here? Christian and King. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arkan and Tom King. The pick two return. Book it fumbles. Bill Belichick comes back here today and his team, especially that defense, just dominated the Broncos the last three quarters. We have one touchdown in this game, and it was a one-yard plunge. That was a big turnover that uh, took points off the board for them in the scoring area and put us at uh, midfield or however far we ran it back to, and then we ended up scoring on that. So those early finishes. Third and three. Simeon is intercepted, and look out. It's a race. Simeon has an angle on Ryan. And he's brought down eventually, though, by Demarius Thomas. Domination in Denver. Patriots, your winner, 16-3, your final score in that one. We're talking about it here on Christian and King. You can join the conversation at 603-883-9900. Phone lines are open. You can text in at 845-827-1250. Uh, Tom King. Got yes. Some Mark, he wants yeah, to Mark. Well, Mark Kisler wrote a column in the, uh, the in the Denver Post. And Kisler. Kisler. The uh, Globe usually takes a, a visit. You know, the opposing team's column as well as right. their own. On uh, just part, to drink as, their as delicious part, tears. Yeah, yeah. As part of their their drinking you know, their delicious Monday, tears. Yeah. Monday football extravaganza. Yes. So you make me hungry. Anyway. Um, delicious tears is making you hungry. Anything delicious is driving me nuts. Okay. All right. The air goes out of the stadium when the Denver offense takes the field. The scheme of Coach Gary Kubiak is tired. Yeah. Justin Forsett, who led the pathetic running attack with 37 yards, was unemployed two weeks ago. The blockers cannot block anybody. Against the Patriots, a first down felt like a major accomplishment. It all leaves the Denver defense with zero margin for error. And that's sad. Broncos general manager John Elway tried to convince himself this team could repeat as Super Bowl champs while they were breaking in the untested Simeon as a starting quarterback. This isn't Simeon's fault. The plan was probably doomed to failure from the start. Yeah. And there you go. You know, it's basically. It's not really Simeon's fault. No, that's basically telling it like it is, Dan (laughs) Derue. You know, and that's basically the thing. You yeah. know, their offensive line is horrible, and that's why they lose games. They don't have a good offense, and it starts with their play up front. They've tried to remake that offensive line, and it didn't work, and now they are. And the Patriots remade theirs, and it worked. Mm-hmm. There's your difference right there. That's 100% it. Yep. Put and, it right down you know, there. having a running back helps, too. Yep. But you know what? If you have an offensive line, you and I might gain, you know, 80 yards on the ground. Maybe. You know? Be jumping I, into those... Salvation Army. Salvation Army. Yeah, no doubt right. about it. You know, I'd be hiding in there. <laughs> I'm going to live here now. <laughs> yes. Sir, that's just decorative. No, no, no. I, no, I no, like no. I here. think I'm going to stay here. Yeah, this is a nice, it's nice Can and we fill it with hot water and blow bubbles into it? That would be nice. <laughs> it's nice, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Salvation Army hot tub situation. That'd be all right. You know? That's all those guys have to go in the tub after the game anyway. That's true, right? Exactly. So what's the difference? Yep. Why not also, you know, draw attention to some charity? If that's okay with you, Darren Ravel. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> you know, if that's all right, if the Salvation Army tries to raise money for people who don't have any food, you know, if that's okay. If you if that's okay with Darren Ravel, that's then maybe. Funny, we can, huh? Isn't that funny? Mm. Jeez. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the way it is with Denver. <laughs> yeah. It is. And they have, well, they have Kansas City and Oakland left, right? Um, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> eight and eight. Eight and eight, nine and seven. That's Probably. the best they're going to do. That's it. That's what they got. The team to look out right now is the Tennessee Titans. They yeah. would be the team that I'm most curious about. I'm not saying in regard to the Patriots. I'm just saying overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think the Titans can make the playoffs. We'll see if they can put, you know, I don't know who they have in the last couple of games. It's got to be teams in their division. Right. That's usually what it comes down to these last couple of weeks. Usually a lot of teams are playing divisional games. Yeah. 
Texter says, keep lo- keep uh, looking past the Raiders, guys. You'll find yourself watching them in the Super Bowl, signed Jim Akers, obviously. And uh, right. another texter says, defense and running the ball won this game. Not the sexy way to win. However, that's playoff football for you. It's, right, it's true. What it yeah, is is it's playing. It's a lot more like Well, that. what it is is you're playing. I'm not going to say that's playoff football. I'm going to say that's the way you play against certain teams. If the team, dic- the opposition dictates the way you play, in, in other words. You know what you, what you need to do. I wasn't surprised they ran the ball a lot yesterday. I really wasn't. You know why? That's where Denver's weak. Mm. You attack their weakness. Yeah. The competition that you're facing will dictate what your game plan is. Not that they're that good to dictate it, but you will go against the way, the way you feel you can beat them is the way your game plan is going to go. The Patriots don't need to play a certain way every week. They're not pigeonholed into that. You know, they have enough that they can do both. They can throw the ball. They can run the ball. It just depends on who they're playing and how that defense is. Denver's defense against the pass, very good. Against the run, not so good. What did they do? They ran the ball, and they threw it when they could. And that's what happens. Yeah. You know? Now, as far as overlooking the Raiders, I don't think we're overlooking them. I think we just don't know enough about them. We don't know how they're going to react in certain situations. Right. And going to Gillette, or even not going to Gillette, playing the Patriots in the playoffs, that's a situation. You know, that's like the it's like the last level in the video game for these teams, you know? That's like the big Bosch. The Patriots loom like, you know, you talked about it last week, like Landry's Cowboys. They're that's there it. Every single year. Every single year. You They're have the, to go through them. The road to the Super Bowl goes through them. Mm-hmm. I got to take a look at the teams that, that have been in the AFC, in, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl over the years. Has any one of them made it there without having to play the Patriots? Yes, there is. Back in when the Jets, yeah, the Jets when the Jets, when the Jets, beat, Jets them. beat them, right? Because the Jets didn't make it to the Super Bowl. The Steelers right. did that year. The Steelers didn't have to play them. Mm. The Colts did. Manning's Colts in 06. They beat them in the AFC Championship yes. game, obviously. So they won. Yep. That. Right. Well, yeah, they had to because all the other games were AFC Championships. What about the second time that they made it? The Ravens. What about the second time Manning's Colts made it? Second time? Yeah. Well, let's see. What are you talking about? The Manning Manning took the Colts to two Super Bowls. Oh, they lost to the Saints. Yeah, right. And they beat the um, and they beat the Bears. They beat the Bears when they beat the Patriots in the in the, in the AFC Championship game. The year they lost to the Saints. Was that the year? That, that may have been the year. That the oh, Patri- nine? Yeah, that may have been the year that the Patriots got knocked out. No, it wasn't. Oh, nine, because the Ravens beat them. Yeah, the Ravens beat them in the first round. Right, but did the Ravens make it to the Super Bowl? No, the Colts did. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, so there was that year right. and the Jets year. Yep. And I think just about every other year that the Patriots were in the playoffs. Right. So, so we're only thinking of two count. years yeah. in the last fifteen that the teams that have, teams that have gone to the Super Bowl for the AFC haven't had to play the Patriots, haven't had to go through the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, they lost the wild so card in 09 and twenty ten. They lost the division game to the Jets. Right, neither one of those teams made it to the Super Bowl. So the Patriots have either been in the Super Bowl for the majority of that time in the Belichick Brady era, or the teams that have beaten them in the playoffs have been in the Super Bowl for the majority of that time. Only two examples otherwise. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Is there one more? The Steelers in 05. Oh, yeah, okay. Steelers in 05. That's right. When they lost to the Broncos. Broncos. All right, so there's three times. And then the Steelers beat the Broncos. Okay. And then the Steelers beat the Steelers. Right, right. So that's it. Those three times. Three times in 15 years where the Super Bowl didn't go through New England. Or, you know, they didn't. Well, wait a minute. There's another. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. And the two two years they didn't make the playoffs. I'm talking about when they were in the playoffs. Right, when they were in the playoffs. Right. Which was every year except two. Right, yep. So. That's that's crazy. It is, isn't it? And also, really, this is the the – I mean, that's what the way the Cowboys were. In 2008, Tom, if Brady didn't get hurt and if there wasn't a bunch of crazy stuff that happened at the end of that season, Brett Favre turning the ball over, remember it at the end of 08 when the Patriots missed the playoffs? Mm Mm-hmm. If they had just won one more game or if Brady played a regular season, it wouldn't be eight consecutive. It'd be 14 consecutive. Mm-hmm. I know. From 2002. For, no, from 2003 to now. 
08's the only one in there, and that was the year Brady got hurt. It'd be 14 consecutive division title. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it is. It really is. Yep. No doubt about it. And what's amazing, really, is that what have we been saying all year? Brady can't do this by himself all season. He's old, you know. He's not going to be able to do it. He can't single-handedly make up for all the problems with his defense. He can't single-handedly make up for the problems in the return game. He can't do You know, he's just one guy. He had a bad game. Tom Brady had a bad game in Denver. Mm-hmm. He did. He never has a bad game in Denver and they win. Right. But the Den- but, but, but Yeah, but this Denver team isn't the same. I know. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's the competition. They're not. The, They're better than the Tebow team. See, the competition... Yeah, the Tebow team wasn't good defensively. Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. They gave up 40-some-odd points to the Patriots. In the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, they weren't that good defensively. This team, this team would But do that, that season they were. I don't remember all the details. All Tom, they had that... to be. Tebow couldn't score. Tebow was terrible. No, yeah, they scored points. Broncos scored points. They were better Mostly because than... they had good field position because yeah, the defense they... was good, and they had really good special teams. Their punter and kicker were both really good. Yeah. Uh, Colquitt and Prater was their kicker at the yeah. time, and he was she was really good. Um, he made a lot of last-second field goals from, like, 58 yards to win those games for Tebow. Right. But whatever. I then they had a better running game. Yes, that's definitely you know, true. That's, that's 100% yeah, yeah, true. No doubt about it. You know, so this this Denver team is not good offensively. It's not not very good. And Thank you so much. God bless you. Their plan going in wasn't, you know, they gambled and they lost. And now they're now they're going to have to fix it mm-hmm. if, if you're Denver. You know, and Elway usually is. He's pretty proactive. So, but. And there's some options. Yeah, I mean, there'll be some know. options. There'll yeah. be some quarterback options out there. More than there well, was. Honestly, this year. I don't think they need to do the quarterback. Uh, I think they do. No, I don't think so. I, think I don't think they should keep going with Simeon. You don't think so? No. I think they could. They he sucks. Just, he's not good. They just need a they just need a running game. They need a running game and a better offensive. There's line. better there'll be better options out there. I think. Like there'll who? be get like Tony Romo. For a while. A year or two, rent him for a year or two, you know? I mean I don't Extend him. Extend him. Yeah. yeah. Say, we want you here forever. You'll be the next Peyton Manning. You can stay here. we got this defense. We've got good receivers. All we need is you, and we can be a Super Bowl team again. I mean, that's a good pitch. And Tony Romo, if he, you know, he's going to get the hell out of Dallas. Got to make a deal, right? Yeah. You know? But think about it. I mean, Denver's options this year were Mark Sanchez. There was a whole bunch of talk that they were going to trade for Colin Kaepernick. Remember at the beginning of the year? Oh, they were all set to do it. They were about to do that. Kaepernick wouldn't go because the, the deal got squelched because he wouldn't uh, redo his contract. Mm-hmm. They he wanted to be paid in, in Simeon's better edibles. Than, <laughs> Simeon's marijuana better, edibles. Simeon's better than Colin Kaepernick. Sure. You know? Imagine if the Broncos played this whole year with Colin Kaepernick. That would have been weird. Six and eight instead of eight and six. Probably. Yep. Yeah, no question about it. Meanwhile, Bill Belichick is safe. Gus Bradley can't even come close <laughs> to his coaching record. <laughs> Poor Gus. That was all. That was already preordained. Yeah, they already knew, and he may have already known. He flew back with the team. Yeah, oh, I know, yeah. I know. All that. You know, not, you know, it wasn't like Florida with the NHL, right? You know, here's your plane ticket. Well, you know, this. I'd almost rather that. You know, you just got fired. I got to sit on the plane with all these guys. You know, all these people. I'd rather go my own way. Yeah. I'd rather just you know, I'll take the next one. You guys, you know, yeah, no, stay here at the hotel bar for a little yeah, while. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> I think he knew it. I think he knew going in. They had made the decision a week ago. Because they said that they want it. The search is going to start. They don't want to do it with him in the, on the job. Well, at least he was the worst coach ever. I mean, the worst coach ever. Was he? Is he really? Second worst. Second worst? For uh, someone who's coached at least 50 games, he has the second lowest winning Who percentage. has the lowest? I don't know. Okay. Rod I Rust. Know he's the second lowest. Rod, I don't think Rod Rust made it to 50 games, did he? I'm not sure. Um, the, You know who the interim coach is? No. Doug Marone. <laughs> really? Yep. Uh, maybe it was a Kotite? No, it was a Kotite. Uh, could it? Well, geez, I don't know. Right? David Shula, maybe? Was Shula that bad? David Shula was 19 and 53. Ooh. Yeah, he was that bad. That was with Cincinnati, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. This is with at least fifth. The The stat I read that had um, Bradley as second worst was uh, minimum 50. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's just too. Yeah, just didn't work out down there. So we'll see what uh, Jacksonville does. All right, let's see. With the minimum fifty. Oh, Joe Philbin's right down there. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon 
has a winning percentage of not two. to be confused with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> right, no, not Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, who I don't know where he coached. I don't know where. Oh, uh, he was in the forties and fifties. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah, I remember. And, I remember him. Yep. <laughs> Thirteen and thirty-five. It's a two seventy-one winning percentage. It's pretty bad. I don't see uh, what's his name. I don't see Bradley. Oh, there's Bradley. Fourteen and forty-eight. Sixty-two games. Yep. My God, is that bad? Tough time. Mm. Tough time. Jacksonville was supposed to be a lot better this year. So, you know, they'll have, uh, I guess their problems are on offense, too. All right, yeah, Gus Bradley is, the worst is Burt Bell. Burt Bell coached from 1936 to 1941. Yep. Another I one know. of your, yeah. your kids. I was a big Burt Bell fan. I thought he had potential. <laughs> Burt Bell really got screwed Burt Bell really, I, I thought he was good, you know? Didn't get the reach. No. Nope. Uh, where you thought thought he had the right ideas. He was a tough disciplinarian. I thought he could do it. You know, just didn't have, just didn't have the horses. You know, didn't have the horses. Okay, here we go. Burt Bell. Yeah. <laughs> he was born in 1895. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Uh, he was the uh, oh, we he was the commissioner. A, he was the commissioner from 45 we, to 59. We lived, we lived on the same block. I, I remember when I grew. You know, so yeah, yep. He was the commissioner of the league. That's just it. Get fired as a coach, you're the head of the league. You know? Yeah. This is Gus Bradley says, I'll show you. Coached the Eagles <laughs> from the 36 to 40. Then he coached the Steelers in 1941. He's in the Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame, despite having a regular season record of 10, 46, and 2. And that is good for a 190 winning percentage. Let's see if he was commissioner while he was coach, he would have had a much better record. Probably, yeah. yeah no doubt about it. Uh, he became the commissioner. He told me that. He told me that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I remember yeah. old Bert. Yeah. He was when, drafted into the army. Wonder whatever happened to him? He kind of lost track of him. After he retired as commissioner, uh, he died in 1959. Uh, I guess I won't be looking him up anytime soon. Will no. I? No. Okay. No, you won't. No. Yeah, well. Worst coach ever. Uh. Also the commissioner. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, have some picks that we made. We'll do that when we come back at one thirty. We will uh, go over the games around the NFL. It wasn't just the Patriots. The Patriots, uh, that was a big game, but there was a lot of very important games yesterday and uh, some pretty interesting stuff going on there, some, some big finishes. And <clears throat> I think as I was watching that Dallas-Tampa game. I feel a profound statement coming in. It's not really that profound. I, I, and it's sort of a follow-up on a on a thought I was trying to develop into more of a strong take last week. But watching Dallas and Tampa go at it the way they did and just thinking about where those two teams were last year. I know you said you thought Dallas would be good. I didn't. I didn't think Dallas was going to yeah, be good. I, I didn't think Tampa was going to be good either. Dallas's problem was the, the, the quarterback last year. They right. didn't have one. Right. You know? So I thought Romo coming back would make them better. Right, and then when Romo broke his back, I figured their season's over. Right, but with the way Prescott was playing in the preseason, everybody was looking at him saying, watch out for this guy. Yeah, because, you know, a rookie in the preseason almost certainly means he's going to have a great MVP-type caliber Sometimes guys just look like they know what they're doing, and that's how he looked, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know. And he did, and it's going great, and that's fine. But I consider that to be a massive surprise. Thirty-two out of thirty-six last night. I can, yes, I can. Yeah, that that controversy is over. I consider Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers to be a major surprise. I consider the Dolphins being as good as they are yep. to be a surprise. I consider uh, the Titans a huge surprise. Sure. The Lions are a big surprise. Seahawks aren't a surprise, and the Giants aren't either. I thought the Giants would do well this year. So did I. But for the most part, every team except the Patriots, the Steelers, <laughs> and the Seahawks, you're kind of surprised to see them here. Not Kansas City. I thought they'd be good. True. Oakland is a surprise. Oakland Kansas is a, City's o- not. Right. Oakland to me. Although, Kansas, I didn't think Kansas City would be better than Denver. Now uh, with, with Alex Smith and that piddly offense. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. You know, because I didn't know what Denver was going to do. You know, Denver didn't have a quarterback. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we didn't know much about Simeon. Um, I think that uh, the biggest surprise is the Raiders because they're not just eight and six; they're eleven and three, mm. and they lost one road game. I know. You know they're eleven and three. 
you know, that's pretty darn good for a team that, that hadn't made the playoffs in, you know, I don't know when, you know, since since the year after they lost to the Patriots in the snowball. The Raiders? Yeah, their Super Bowl year, the yes, last time they this, made the playoffs. They punched their ticket for the first time in 14 years. Yeah, it was the last time they, they, they were also in the Super just Bowl. so happened to be the last time the Patriots didn't win the division. Right. <laughs> With Tom Brady, anyway. You know? Yeah. So... That that to me is you know that that's that's the biggest the cycle surprise. has reset itself. That's the biggest surprise is that they've won that many games. Yeah, because, think about it. Two thousand and two, yeah. the Raiders and the Buccaneers were good, right? Right, and the Patriots were there too. And now we've gone fourteen years later. Those teams have been awful for fourteen years. Yep. And now here we are. They've cycled back to being good again, and the Patriots are still. Tampa's the made the playoffs team. a couple times since then. You know they made the playoffs. Mm, Gi- yeah, the Giants beat them. That's on their, right. You're right. On the way to one of the Super Bowls. Yeah. Every once in a while, Tampa has a good year. Once in a great while. Yep. It's, they're pretty infrequent. Well, they haven't made the playoffs since 07. Yeah, the Giants beat them that year. And uh, they made it in 05. Yep. And that was it. They After they won the Super Bowl, they missed the playoffs right. two straight seasons. And since they were in the Super Bowl, which was 02, yeah, they made the playoffs twice. Right. That's it. And usually they end up, they finish last. They went on a, from 2011 until 2015, they finished in last place in that division every season. That's, that sucks. Isn't that, I know it, no kidding. In that division? That, yeah, really, I know. Horrible. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, do our little NFL wraparound, get you caught up on all of the games, all of the playoff positions, and uh, what is pretty much, you know, just a matter of uh, patting down the dirt. On Tom King's grave here in our, in our <laughs> That's coming up next here on Christian and King. Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jaruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior, it's been very crazy football-wise, like winging an OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. It's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1 Football State? champion. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in BHF history for football. To actually come out with a win this year, it's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the Elliott House. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Art Society School, so there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. I volunteer for blood drives, and I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around a thousand what inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part, and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches, they really care about you. Coach Stinks, like, I look at him like as my best friend, but when it's time to you know put on the pads, then he's definitely there to coach you up, too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Map out adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th at Nashua High School South. This year's event features girls' and boys' teams from Nashua South, Nashua North, Alvern, Salhegan, Milford, Goffstown, and Merrimack, along with special appearances from the famous Chick-fil-A Cows. Games start at 10 a.m. each day, and tickets are available at the door. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th. More info at nhsportspage.com. 
The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Well, okay, Mr. <laughs> I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! That was before I saw Mankata in person, and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up you on Mankata. I went back. You all were always saying we're going to pull the tape, we're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up you Play the audio, Brian. We don't actually we have don't it. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Are you tired of that same old hairstyle? Do you find yourself pacing up and down the hair care aisle looking for that right look? Now is the time to let Fausto from Manchester give you that new look. Fausto will transform your look from the same old same to show-stopping in one visit. Call or text Fausto today at 603-674-7255. That's 603-674-7255. Call now before the holidays pass you by. You've probably heard me talk about this sleep number bed, how it's changed the way I sleep. My sleep number is 60. I've had the bed for over six years now. This bed, this mattress, has helped improve the lives of close to 8 million people. Sleep number's done it again, though. They got something called dual temp. It's a revolutionary temperature balancing layer with active air technology. The dual temp can be added to any mattress, even if you don't have a sleep number bed. Active Air technology heats or cools each side with a simple touch of a button. From head-to-toe comfort, just like the Sleep Number bed, it's dual-sided, so you can select the ideal temperature and sleep exactly the way you would like. Only one place in the world where you're going to find the dual-temp layer. That's a Sleep Number store near you. Tell them I sent you. Right now, they got great innovations there. they got sales going on as well. Up to $800 off Sleep Number, Memory Foam, and iSeries bed sets. There's 400 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you by calling 1-800-SLEEP-25. 1-800-SLEEP-25. Don't want to call? Just text the show on our new text line, Number 15 in the National Football League. We begin in the Meadowlands of New Jersey, the metropolitan New York City, New Jersey area, where the New York football giants went in as four-point favorites over the Detroit against the Detroit Lions, and the Giants come out with a very workmanlike 17-6 victory. Did that score right? Yes, I did. Yes, 17 that's six. correct. Yes, as I watched the game, I figured I would get it right. So, I take another game from Mr. Arcon. Indianapolis visits Minnesota. We had the feeling that the Colts were just going to pour it on against the Minnesota Vikings. 34-6 to on the road. The Vikings, you were all excited when Adrian Peterson was going to come back. Yeah. Eh. He had a good game. Six carries, 22 yards. There you go. You see? Yeah. That's good, right? It's not bad. What happened to the Vikings? Deep? Frank Gore ran all over him. Uh, they, 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 they just fall apart. They've they just, just fall apart. They looked in, huh? so good the first six weeks of the year. Did they ever? Yep. They suck. So, I've got like three games now because I, I took Thursday night's too, game. Really yeah, no, they're back and forth. They're inconsistent. <laughs> so, I'm looking pretty good. And then. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And they rally. It was a field goal bonanza. They rally for yeah. a 24-20 win. I win by a point. I have three wins in the books. I'm looking fine. Then we go to New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, what a, this actually, Arizona. Game. Yeah, in Arizona. 
Ugh, 41 to 13. Arena football, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, what was the final there? 48 41. 48 41. Saints. Arizona favored by two and a half. I lose that. Wait a minute. Let's see. So I lose Detroit. I win three. So three and one. Then I lose that. So I'm up three to two. After. And then. Tampa Bay, oh, I'm all screwed up here. One, we had one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six differences, right? Six differences. Yeah, six differences. Right. So I lost the Giant game. Mm-hmm. I win the Colts game. I win you the said s- you won the Giants game. No, no, I, I was won wrong. That you won game, the Giants yeah. game. I was wrong. So I'm on one there. I was going to correct you because you're holding the sheet. But. I know. I, I win the, I, I'm all screwed up. I win the Colts game. I <laughs> win. <laughs> I'm old. If you're going to cheat, you might as well cheat for yourself. I'm old. <laughs> I win the Colts. I win the Steelers by a point. I lose the Arizona game. So we're 2-2. Two and two. And then the New England Patriots beat the Denver Broncos, giving the Broncos three points. Not enough for that anemic Denver offense. So, there's my third win, up 3-2. But the Cowboys, giving the Buccaneers seven points. Tampa covers, wins by a point. And we split the week mm. on Sunday. I won the Thursday night game, so I actually 4-3, to three, cut the lead margin to 14. With two weeks to play, it's over. I had to sweep. I thought I could sweep. I really did. It looked good. I thought I could do it. I thought I could at least win five out of six. Nah, you, six gotta, out of you know why? You don't deserve it either because you wouldn't have faith in your own team. Oh, the Giants? Yeah. I've had faith in the Giants all season long, and that's why I beat them. They were giving the Lions four points. I thought the Lions would cover. You know? It's four wrong. points. You know? Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Yep. So there we go. Yeah. I trail by 14. Going into week number 16 in the National Football League. It starts Thursday night with the Giants at the Eagles. We'll see about that one. And then we have games on Christmas Eve the whole day. And then we have a couple of Christmas Day games. And that's what we got. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw in Houston. Tom Savage. Tom Savage, after Brock Osweiler got benched, Tom Savage came in, led the uh, Texans to a comeback against the mighty Jaguars of Jacksonville, a 21-20 win. I'm trying to find the audio right now. Um, of O'Brien or of? Uh... No, 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 of the fans. Of oh, the fans? When the fans realized that Osweiler had been removed from the game, when they oh. saw Savage come out onto the Standing field. Standing elevation? They went ballistic. They went crazy. You mean crazy they were cheering happy? So, yeah. yeah they were happy. cheering so much that the Texans had to tell them, the, you know, the team was oh, turning to the fans and being like, guys, come on. Stop. Texans are holding on to the game yesterday. And you yeah. look at Osweiler, and he's got this big puss on his face the entire game. And he was just, like, completely down. So right now, if the playoffs were to end today, it would be the Patriots, Oakland, then Pittsburgh, then Houston, then Kansas City, and... Miami, Kansas City and Miami would be the wild cards. On the bubble, next, Baltimore and Tennessee. And then Denver's ranked down third, Indianapolis, even Buffalo, outside looking in. That's if the AFC playoffs were to end today. If the NFC playoffs were to end today. Dallas, number one. Mm -hmm. Seattle, number two. Atlanta three because you're ranking by division. Yeah, that'd be division right. champs. Atlanta three, Detroit four, and then the Giants and the Redskins as wild cards, with uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay kind of on the outside looking in, and way on the outside, not really having a good view at all. Are Minnesota, New Orleans, and uh, believe it or not, they have Carolina listed here. Mm. So, in terms of mathematically alive, um, my guess 
Well, in the AFC, it's going to come down to Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's a Christmas Day game. Late in the day. I don't know what time that is, but it's going to be late in the day, I would imagine. That's a big one. Um, in the NFC, it is a big game tonight. Yeah. Washington and Carolina. Mm. I mean, the Redskins drop out of that, I think. They go to seven they go to seven, six, and one if they lose that game. They're seven, five, and one now, and then Tampa Bay would vault ahead of them. Right. You know? Yeah. And Green Bay's still alive. Now You want to hear the Houston crowd? Uh in a second. I got okay. one more point to make. All right. Green Bay and Detroit will play each other. That could come down to the division. And my guess, if that holds, if they both win next week and it comes down, or even if Detroit loses and Green Bay wins. That I would imagine. You know how NBC holds out a game? Yes. For Sunday night, for the final Sunday night yeah, game? Yeah, that one, yeah. I bet it would be Green Bay and Detroit for the for the, uh, for the the NFC North title. That's what it would be. Okay. So, anyway, let's hear the Houston crowd. All right. So, uh, Jacksonville kicks off. Houston, uh, I think. Here, listen. All right. So, they down it in the end zone. And here comes the offense with Osweiler staying on the sideline. Listen to the crowd. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Wow. Well, that crowd, that, that, you heard it off right there. No, it gets louder. It Does gets, it really? It goes on for about 30 more seconds. Wow. It's a long, extended, I mean, it's it couldn't be more clear. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. They're very uh, happy to not see Osweiler go out there. Here, let, let's listen to it. Here they go. It's like a crescendo. It builds. I kind of got that same response in Houston when I walked into the stadium <laughs> eight, ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Same place. Loudest cheer they've had in Houston all season. Since Probably since I was in there ten years ago. Yep. I would imagine, yeah. Yep. Wow. That's incredible. And, you know, know, he played – I mean, yeah, he's against Jacksonville, but Jacksonville's defense isn't bad. It's their offense that's really terrible. Yeah. You know? So he played pretty well. Because Osweiler wasn't playing well against them. And my guess is this kid starts. Savage? Yeah, next week. Great. <laughs> they need a quarterback. Yeah, I know. Osweiler ain't it. And O'Brien's looking to save his job. Before Osweiler got pulled from this game, he had gone 6 for 11 passing for 48 yards and two interceptions. Yeah, it was awful. Okay. In the game before that against the Colts, a game that they won. Yep. 14 for 24. Yep. 147 yards. No touchdowns, one interception. Right. The week before that, they lost to the Packers. Yep. Pretty good game for Osweiler. 22 of 35, 202 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. What's up, man? The week before that against San Diego, they lost 21-13. 22 of 37, 246 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. In his last four games, he's thrown six interceptions. Wow. 14 touchdowns, 16 picks on the year. Yep. He's throwing the ball to the other team. His That's completion his percentage is under 60%. Yep. And in the last four games, he has two touchdowns, six interceptions. How's their running game? Um, Houston's? Yes. Lamar Miller, it's okay. Because, see, that's the thing. In Denver, he had a little bit of a running game to help him out. If he doesn't have the help, if you put all the eggs in the Osweiler basket, mm. they kind of fall through and crack. Yeah, they do. You know? You see how Miller's doing this right. year. Lamar Miller. And uh, and Sully's got sausage and rice again because I can smell it. It's wonderful. nuts. Lamar Miller's sixth in the NFL. He's got 1,073 rushing yards, That's which is more than Blunt. Okay. More yards yeah, than so they've got a running game. So there's no excuse but for Blunt Osweiler. Blunt has 10 more touchdowns than Lamar Miller. Still no excuse for Osweiler. No. And, and, and I he's told got a good you, receiver in that kid I, Hopkins. You know, you talked, about, you talked about O'Brien and how you thought he was a dark horse to get fired because mm-hmm. you thought he'd done a horrible job. I told you that he's hampered by the quarterback because that was a shotgun marriage. He did not go out and solicit Osweiler. They put it, They forced him on. They said, hey, we're getting you Osweiler. Here's, we, we already sent him a contract. He's all set. They never talked about it. Mm. Yeah. They, for, they, 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 I mean, he never met with Osweiler. He never talked to him. So... And I don't know. La- and last year, I, I mean, don't know the back. I don't know the background of this savage kid. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know either. what. I don't know anything about him. 
But last year, think about it. The best thing Bill O'Brien did, unfortunately, was when he benched Brian Hoyer and put in Ryan Mallett. And then Mallett started missing team planes and, you know, not going to meetings and stuff. So he so had to put Hoyer back he in. He asked him, put Hoyer back in, and then Hoyer, Hoyer had that just, awful playoff yeah, game. Oh, it was awful. He had like six, didn't he have like six, four or five interceptions? Six, I think. It's six interceptions in that game? Yeah, he threw a ton of them. He sucked. That's Houston's whole problem. And so then they say, they okay, the well, team. don't worry, Bill. We're going to go out there and get the best guy available. And they right. did. Brock Eyes, unfortunately, he was, was the best guy He was available. basically, yeah, you know. And he sucks, too. And I'm not necessarily sure that's Bill O'Brien's fault. I just don't think Bill O'Brien makes very good decisions. Right. In, well, he made a good one yesterday. Quarterbacks certainly don't get any better under he him. He made a good one yesterday. Yeah, he did. You know? Yeah. That's, so, the, that's the one thing that's, you know, let's see if this the one what, positive thing he's done. Let's see what this guy's got. You yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, I remember watching Osweiler last year. As long as he was, as long as he didn't put, you know, everything on his shoulders, he was okay. You know, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, he got to the point where, I mean, Kubiak had to go to Manning just to be able to have his team see what was going on in front of him. Yeah. Because Osweiler wasn't able to read defenses. And that seems to me to be the problem he has in Houston. He's not – you throw that many picks. It's not because you don't have great talent, you know, you know, don't have a good arm, the whole bit. He's got that. He just is not reading the defenses. He's not seeing what he's supposed to see. Mm. And they thought that that was a problem in Denver. Yeah. So, but, you know, let's face it, Denver was going to keep him. Yeah. You know, if they could come to terms with him, he was their number one choice. Mm -hmm. But this is, uh, this isn't good. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. 603-883-9900. Your phone number 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. couple more thoughts from around the league. And uh, we'll get into the Celtics and the Bruins a little bit, too. We got to take a NFL break at some point. Uh, maybe we'll do that next hour. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and Ken. Go digital with ESPN New Hampshire. Follow us on TuneIn. I'm Chris Rose with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Week 15 heated up the playoff races around the NFL, starting in Cincy where the Steelers came back from a 14-point deficit to eliminate the Bengals from playoff contention in a chippy 24-20 game. In the NFC, the Giants remain red hot thanks to their high-priced defense, keeping Matthew Stafford in check in the G-Men's 17-6 win over Detroit. The Titans had their second straight AFC West upset. Tennessee went into Arrowhead and kicked a game-winning field goal to take down the Chiefs 19-17. Tom Brady got his revenge in mile high after last year's AFC title loss. The Patriots getting a 16-3 win over Denver. And the Cowboys got back on track thanks to Ezekiel Elliott's 159 yards on the ground, beating the Bucks 26-20. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Welcome to Geico. Motorcycle meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24 7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't a long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul de sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Saving. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit bedfordgreennh.com. 
Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See Peter or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us all over the social media scene. ESPN New Hampshire. Good, uh, you know, it was a great feeling. So it was a great uh, team win. I thought it was pretty good complimentary football. Defense was playing just so great all day. And uh, offensively, we made some plays, just didn't make enough to score, uh, you know, more points than what we had. But uh, it ended up being enough today. I wasn't, I wasn't sure that this team had a game in them where Tom Brady could go out there and just not really do what he wants to do. Like, I was watching that game and thinking, man, if Gronkowski was here, maybe they'd have a chance in some of these balls. But, you know, for the most part, that that pass to you, that secondary is very good. It is. It's very good. They're good. They're physical. They're so fast. Ta- so what, you you, you know, what you do is you attack their weak yep, spot. and you hand off. And that's what they did, and they ended up doing it. But even then, you know, you can do that to a certain extent. Deion Lewis had a good game. But he wasn't a game-breaker. I mean, it's not like he busted well, no, off 65-yard runs. What runs. that does is that kind of loosens things up a little sure. bit. Sure. You know, so Brady was able to get a couple of passes. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get in field goal range a bunch and of times. And what it also does is this. It keeps the pass rush at bay. Right. That's the biggest thing. When you're able to run the football, mm-hmm. they don't run after you. Right. And that's huge. When they know you've got to pass, when they know you got to pass, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, uh, my and favorite that, and that happened with Simeon. He was in trouble. True. He just sat four times. Yeah, he did. You know, was, uh, Trey Flowers again making yeah, plays. Malcolm Brown again. Right. See, that's th- yesterday was like a textbook. football. Jabal Sheard got in there. Yeah. All the all the uh, all the laws of football applied to yesterday's game. <laughs> you know, real really, the you know, laws of football. <laughs> really, you know, that was it. You know, true. You got Especially, your ideal. You got your ideal gas law, and you get your laws of football. Right. And then uh, Julian Edelman after a punt return. Did you hear this? Oh, no, you're not going to play it, are you? Uh. <laughs> that didn't come out exactly how I hoped. But, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Everybody heard it. Yeah. They Edelman dropping it. a hard MF bomb on the sideline. Yeah, they heard it. Picked up by that microphone. Oh, yeah. Language. Why not? Language. What if a kid had been watching the game? There was another microphone. I mean, uh, after another special team's return. You could hear him talking. There I didn't was hear another any... microphone where there was talk, but there was no. There I didn't no hear bad. any hard there were no naughty, Yeah, there were no naughty words. Not quite the same piercing profanities, no. maybe that you heard with uh, with Edelman there. Right. Because I heard it, I didn't know who said it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I could tell it was Edelman because he caught the he caught the punt. Right. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, okay." Right. Sort of sounds like Edelman. Yeah, he doesn't use those words in a diner yeah. commercial, does he? The hard R's. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Hard R. R. The heart at the end of mother and the heart at yeah. the end, you know? Yeah. That was a hint. That was a clue. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah. I knew it wasn't Brady. I know his voice. Uh, yeah. And I know, like, Devin McCourty's voice. And I know Alan Branch's voice because he has a funny voice. But that's it, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know if I could tell the guy just from their voices. Gronk, you could tell his voice, but he wasn't there. 
Edelman, I guess, yeah, I could, I could try. Mike I've, heard Edel- a, I've heard Edelman get interviewed. Yeah, Mike got a feel. Well, yeah, voice. but Edelman's voice is so low key when he's interviewed. I mean, I've interviewed him. I mean, it's just right. very low key. You know, mm-hmm. it's he talks really calmly. Yeah. So, did you see uh, Sheldon Richardson with the Jets? No, on Snapchat before the game. You I have, heard have you heard this. I had heard something about it, but I didn't. Listen I didn't know what it was. Here's Sheldon Richardson before the game on Saturday. Snapchat takeover game gang in this. Good. Did you hear the end of that? Yeah. Pre-game, where the hose at? Bleep this game. Yeah. Oh boy. Wow. I don't know. Todd Bowles has got his problems there. Snapchat takeover gang gang in this. You know pre-game where the hose at? Don't this guy. Unbelievable. What's he saying? You know what's, what's, what's the deal there, Sheldon? You know. Where are the hoes, though? I don't know. I don't know, but you know what? Todd I mean, if Bowles, they were supposed to be there before the game started and they're late, like that's too bad because you've got to go play. Todd Bowles has got some issues with that team. Sounds there's like no question. Sheldon Richardson has some there's issues. There's no question. Well, yeah, but Todd Bowles, is, you know, Todd Bowles has got some problems. Mm-hmm. And and we're talking. it's good that we're talking about it now because, you know, it's don't forget, this is a short week, too. Right. <clears throat> so And they have him on, uh, on Saturday. And... Uh, they made Matt Moore look like, like I said, Johnny Unitas. He mm. was just, he threw one pick. Petty threw a, a, a slant pattern for a touchdown to start the game. And you said, oh, you know, Petty's getting used to that. <laughs> you know, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't quite. He got broken in two he, pieces. Oh, yeah. Then it just didn't happen. You, Did know? you see that hit he got? Yeah, and he got dis- destroyed. Uh. That's why I wonder if it's Pat. Well, see, he got up and he talked to the media after that game. Yeah. So I wonder if he'll he play. He left the game. Yeah, he, which usually when they leave the game like that, and you see him take a hit like that, you figure, well, we're not going to be able to talk to him. But he mm-hmm. did talk after the game. I watched the post game. Yeah. So, you know, who knows who the Patriots are going to see this uh, Saturday. I imagine Bowles will you know, be asked that to in the next day or two, see who's going to quarterback. Mm. Um, but. They are really in. Is Gino still on the roster? No, well, Gino's out. He's done for the year. Oh, he is. He's IR'd. Oh. Yeah, and he's done for as a Jet. They won't bring him back. You know, Tebow. <laughs> I guess the object. He might know some of the plays. I guess the object of their effect. Well, I mean, Fitzpatrick they got Fitzpatrick to play next week if they have to. They, yeah, they I guess. Play him. The reason they're playing Petty is they want to see what, what they if got. He get, what if he gets hurt? What if Fitzpatrick gets Hackenberg. hurt? Hackenberg. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about Hackenberg. They've drafted. God, four, they've got so many quarterbacks. They've drafted them. They've drafted a quarterback every year for the last three or four years. Mm. They got nothing to show for what it. An absolute mess. I know, but you know, McCagnan strikes me as being a fairly smart guy. Not, you know, really. Yes, and they made some moves in the off season that weren't that baffling. I mean, they re-signed a lot of guys that they, you know, you know, they put a lot of money into cer- certain players, and those players haven't performed. None of them have. No, and that's you know, I mean, no, you know, it's funny. I love the New York media because you know I read the the Post and the Daily News a lot, and they're always critical after the fact. But they're you know, no one was critical when they made the moves that they made in the off season. They really weren't. No, you know, no one was critical. Or re- I mean, that was you know, two years. So ago, they maybe. they you know, so now they got to figure what you know they got to to restart it. But they're not going to restart it with different people. I think you keep the same team in place. See what they can do. Muhammad Wilkerson. Oh my God. Yeah, see, Muhammad Wilkerson is making seventeen million dollars. Yeah. He was making fourteen. Mangold seven. Decker seven. Marshall eight. See, they had a chance to Buster let Buster Screen is making six and a yeah, quarter million. Yeah, they had a chance to let Wilkerson, you know, basically franchise him and play him for one year, and mm-hmm. then he would, you know, he'd be gone. Yeah. So Fitzpatrick's making twelve. Yep. Well, twelve that's a one year deal. They, I know, they, but still. They, they knew that. Well yeah, but that was the deal. You know, I mean they were that was that was what was gonna happen. The guys they're paying the most money to on a yearly basis are not playing well. Are playing the worst, probably. Right. I mean. right. And when that happens you're you're screwed as a football team. Their most expensive players are Wil- Wilkerson, Revis, Fitzpatrick, Marshall, Mangold, Decker, David Harris, Ryan Clady, Buster Screen. I mean Marcus See, Gilchrist who's injured. Right. Him, Decker's, Mangold, and, and Decker are Decker's all out hurt. for the season. Yeah, Decker's hurt, right. Mangold's probably played his last game as a Jet. Probably. Yeah. Brandon Marshall, I mean, he's probably still good, but who the hell would know? Uh, well, Revis is finished. Yeah. And Muhammad Wilkerson's just not that much of a difference maker anymore. See, I think Revis is hurt. 
I really do. I think Revis is is partly hurt. Maybe I, I do. You know, or maybe and he's I, just thirty one. That's that's they that could. But you know what? I you know what I do if I'm them? I do what the Patriots do with McCourty. What do they do with McCourty? Make him a safety. Yeah, make him a safety. Sure. You know, move if he safety. he's got to want to do it, I mean, right. Move him to safety. But they'll also have to restructure him. They can't pay him what they're going to pay him next year. It's ridiculous. No. No, they can't. Uh, by the way, Emmanuel Sanders, you see what he tweeted? No, I did not. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, this morning, around 1040 this morning, tweeted out, if you think Malcolm Butler shut me down, child, please. <laughs> A little Chad Ochocinco reference there. Yeah. My two-year-old son, Princeton, can play cover, too. Go watch the tape. He knows better. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had three catches for 48 yards on six targets. Demarius Thomas had seven catches for 91 yards, just for reference right, there. And right. He didn't have a very good game. Uh, Sanders was basically a non-factor. And uh, the, Well, Sanders uh, was the receiver targeted with the interception by Ryan. Yes. And that was just a bad – I mean – Ryan almost had an interception it, earlier in that game. It just, Yeah, he did. He almost jumped yeah. a route, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems to me it's pretty simple. If the defender is between you and the receiver yeah. as a quarterback, throw it over the defender's head mm-hmm. into the corner of the end zone so the receiver can catch it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to be that hard, you know? You know what's funny is that on the uh, page – I'm looking at the box score page on ESPN. Yep. And they have these ads that sort of get generated, you know, by what you're looking at. Like, I'm looking at Broncos Patriots, so, like, Dick Sporting Goods comes up with ads for the jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. It's a Gronkowski jersey for the Patriots and a Peyton Manning Peyton Manning jersey. jersey for the Broncos? You'd think those Manning jerseys would be on sale, maybe. <laughs> Are they full price? They better be on not Lord, full price. They better not be. No come kidding. On. No kidding. You know? But, I mean, if I'm a quarterback or an offensive coordinator, I'm telling my quarterback and receivers, don't run an out pattern on the goal line. Mm. What passes are intercepted the most, right? And return for touchdowns. Yeah. If you're going to throw the ball on the goal line, throw it over the heads, into the corner of the end zone. If it's picked off, big deal. Right. You know, yeah, you lose the points, but they don't run it all the way back. Or, you know, run the ball. Well, yeah, a lot of teams can't do that. (laughs) Right. And they can't do it. So, I mean, throw the ball in the end zone. Don't throw an out pattern, have it picked off, and then have the guy scamper all down the sidelines. Mm. We're lucky they caught Ryan. I know. You know? I was happy for him because he's not had a good year. No, he hasn't. But uh, it's good to see him coming on a little bit at the end because you figured he was better than this last year. He was certainly better than this in 2014. Right. And this year he's been substandard. But last night was a very good performance by him. He took some chances, but the secondary in general, Devin McCourty lighting up Thomas on the sideline. That I mean, hit was he a might sing- have cracked that hit his, was a signature. One of his ribs or When's something? the last time you saw McCourty make a hit like that? Can't remember. I couldn't think. Right. That When's was the, the last time anybody on that team's made that a hit was like the pay- that? well. See, that was the mentality yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was hit and hit hard. You have a show. There's a, a video Mike Reese put up. Uh, David Andrews plowing somebody almost after the play. Good. They hit hard. I wrote about that in today's paper. That was a game where the Patriots decided they were going to get tough, and they were going to. That's why Belichick saw Belichick smile after that game yeah. on the sidelines. You know the whole. Yeah, bit? when he talked to the media. Yeah, and and, and the first thing he said, Happy what, guy. what is it? What is? What do you say? He said, "We we we played tough against a tough team, and that's what they did. They he loved that kind of game. That was smash mouth football." Rock 'em sock 'em football, mm-hmm. you know. That's what that's all about, right? And that's the way. That's the mindset that they had to have coming into that game at Denver against a team that loves to just pummel you and pummel your quarterback when they get the chance. And to me, that was that made all the difference in the world was that they were ready to hit, mm-hmm. you know. Now, you know, Saturday they got it. It's going to be interesting to see how they come out Saturday. Yeah. You know, because Saturday could be one of those games where the, off- where, where the offense does have a good day. I think the Broncos are in trouble in their future here. That Sanders tweet, that uh, Butler didn't shut me down. 
You caught three balls for 48 yards, Emmanuel. Yeah, you have Even if it was a cover two, then you yeah. got shut down by you, a cover two. You have two. Butler and you have, you know, TJ Ward, you know, with, I mean, Kubiak's got to get a hold of them and, t- you know, talk to them a little bit. Yeah. And say, look, guys, reality here. All right? You didn't play well enough to win. Shut up. You know? Yeah. But and you, stop acting like it's not your fault. But you know me. Like the defense, well, it's not our fault. And then yeah. they're kind of right. And Sanders, well, I didn't get shut down. But, you know. Yeah, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Yeah. You know? But, you know, I mean, with that social media, you know me. I mean, you know my rule as a head coach. None of it. None of it. No. Yep. Not, not a thing. Don't want to see a thing. Buzz Killington over here. Yep. Exactly. We're going to take a break. Uh, give us a call, 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King here on ESPN New Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's